You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everybody, it's Erin Carey, and welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. Today, I'm sitting down with Chris Burris. He has been on the show before. It's been a while. He is now a published author. He's a host of the Uncovering the Secrets to Longevity Health Summit, and he's a patent holder with a surprising twist. He's not just a visionary scientist, but also a master of comedy improv. You know, we need to talk about that, Chris, because I actually went to an improv show for the first time ever recently. Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> so, we, that, that could be like a different episode. <laughs> but, yeah, no, no. Well, well, finish this up and we should yeah. start there because I think that's that's exciting <laughs> stuff. Also. Okay. Well, he is the founder and chief scientist at My Vital C, where he manufactures a Nobel Prize winning molecule responsible for the single longest longevity experimental result in history, a full 90% extension of life, which is crazy. He is the intersection where science meets laughter and his life's mission is to help people live longer, healthier, happier, pain-free one dose at a time. So yes, I love that. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Aaron. I'm excited to share some information, but all right. I, I first have to hear. So the improv show, was that, was that like, they was like an improv, like stand-up comedy, or it was full on improv. It was full on improv. It was like four different men on stage, like calling out different scenes. And I actually got pulled up on stage to do so now. And I, you know, some people might not know this about me. I actually have a background in theater, <laughs> so I didn't mind it, but they had you hammed it up. Well, but I had to be like the puppet master. So they went on and went, I had yeah. to like direct their arms and legs. And that was just weird because i'm like well i mean how many times can you make a guy stick his finger up his nose or you know (laughs) really funny you know improv is like "Eh," it could go like it could fall flat fast and some of the jokes did but um i enjoyed it so yes last time we spoke i had never seen an improv show before yeah it's like uh improv is like you know doing a a a tightrope without a net right you don't have the practice and and everything that's happened you know thrown into your stand-up comedy assuming that it's been polished. Uh, it really is improv. But, you know, the point, the first class that I ever took, uh, you know, the first thing they said is like, hey, who woke up today, rolled over, grabbed their script for the day, and then right. proceeded to go according <laughs> to the script for the day? Like, we are all improvising uh-huh. all the time. Nothing. And, and and you know, and, and when on their best day, when everything goes according to plan, it's all a mess. Right. Like that's on the best day when it mm-hmm. everything all goes darn close to perfect. It's yeah. still a mess. We had a, all sorts of trauma at the house today. It's Valentine's Day and the kids, oh, they, yeah. they usually wear uniforms and they were able to not wear uniforms. So mm-hmm. at the last minute, they're changing clothes and then mm-hmm. forgetting IDs. And it was a it was, a, you know, it's a mess. It was an improvisational disaster. Um, Parenting is the, improv. <laughs> that's for yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> And and one of the, the the key rule of improv, which I think is really valuable to people, um, and it may har- be hard to absorb in a short period of time, is yes and. When you're talking about um, having conversations with people, right? And and say it's a subordinate, and and this this can be challenging. It's like, but what if they're wrong? Key word there. But what if they're wrong? Mm-hmm. And the answer it really should be and. What if they're wrong? Because that actually builds a bridge. So somebody comes to you and say, hey. You know, the fourth quarter sales reports are a little bit low. And, you know, I think we should do, I don't know, naked twister. And you're mm-hmm. like, but, right, that's your first thought. <laughs> and this may not be the best example. <laughs> a little improv. 
And you say, and there are some legal requirements that don't allow us to do that. As soon as you say, but, so if I say, I like your Aaron, I like your blouse, but, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. the fact that I complimented your blouse doesn't even matter anymore right. because you've stopped right. it. So I really love that rule of improv. I thought I'd, I'd throw mm -hmm. it out, but but let me turn it back over to the one with the script. <laughs> that is, yeah. And there is no script at the Sparking Wholeness podcast. So <laughs> we are just reading right. it all the time. No, I do have some questions. And so I do want to know about this book that you've written. And well, we we talked a little bit about the molecule last time, but maybe a refresher about this discovery and the 90% extension of life. Um, because I'm, well, I know yeah, I everybody think everybody's listened to all of the episodes. So yeah, shame on them. Right. <laughs> Go back and listen to all the episodes. Um, so the reality is, is that discovery and the ultimate test that was performed with our material is why I wrote the, wrote the book. So it's a really good idea to kind of go back. Um, I'm holding up a molecule. And if you're listening, uh, don't worry. Just imagine a soccer ball where the lines on the soccer ball represent the bonds between the carbon atoms. So you have a spherical molecule of 60 carbon atoms. That molecule was discovered at Rice University. That's here in Houston, uh, where I'm based, where our lab is based. And the three scientists who discovered it actually went on to win the Nobel Prize for that discovery. So they discovered it in 1985, won the Nobel Prize in 1996. I started manufacturing the molecule in 1991 between being awarded, uh, discovered and awarding the Nobel Prize. The molecule, just real briefly, is amazing. I say that it performs as well or better than the current best material in almost every applications uh, application. So it makes better inks, better tires, better batteries, better, better photo cells. And this is often where people are like, wait a minute. I thought we were talking about a health supplement that extended <laughs> life. Never in my life have I looked over at a car battery and thought to myself, what components of that car battery should I be consuming on a daily basis? Um, don't worry. Well, well, actually worry. The story gets a little worse first um, because of this particular shape. And so there's a shape on the exterior of that soccer ball shaped molecule um, that is reminiscent of benzene, a known toxin and a known carcinogen. Because of that, they thought this molecule would be toxic and they put it in a toxicity study. And, and actually, my lab provided the material uh, and were mentioned in the peer reviewed published research. Instead of being toxic, the test subjects that they gave it to, in this case, it was Wistar rats, lived 90% longer than the control group. So the single longest longevity experimental result in history is because of this molecule. We call that molecule ESS60. The ESS stands for uh, elemental safe spheres, and there's 60 atoms in it, so ESS60. So that kind of changed my trajectory and my business partner from being you know, happy-go-lucky carbon nanomaterial scientists into this kind of longevity space and 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 this health span. Uh, I mean, health product space, which is something actually we tried not to get into for a while. It's a very different space than delivering commercial quantities of carbon nanomaterials to research institutions around the world, which we we've done since 1991 and we continue to do today. Uh, the the supplement space, the health supplement space, is very different. You know, when you deliver a product. On the health supplement realm, nobody tests it, right? Like you, you don't have a an HPLC at your house in your garage unless you're cooler than I thought, <laughs> <laughs> nope. or geekier than I thought is probably a fairer <laughs> statement. Um, Not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and by the way, I don't have one in my garage either. It just have it's a, it's over here at the lab. 
Um, and, and so where scientists do, like we're shipping to scientists and they go and test the material, we're shipping to end users, um, they're not testing the material. And, and you look at, across the swath, I found a peer-reviewed public a published article that said 50% of the supplements that are on the market don't have in them what they say they have in them. And this is, you know, again, my business partner, and I tried not to get into it really <laughs> what kind of forced us into the, into the industry, uh, the, the, the nutrition industry was a guy with a big YouTube following started talking about all the benefits he was getting, taking it on a daily basis. And so our phones started ringing 10 times a day. My business partner and I are like, okay, well, one, other people are going to jump into this market and they're not going to do as good a job as us. Like we've been manufacturing it since 1991. Uh, we have all the test equipment. We have the manufacturing equipment. We're the oldest, longest distributor. Uh, and we know that if what happens in this industry happens like it does in every other supplement industry, then it's just going to be woefully low in concentration and, and we can prevent that. And so we start getting into the into the business. And and the next step is, well, you got to start marketing it. I've got to start sharing the story. You were gracious enough to have me on the last pot on, on your podcast recently. Well, not that recently. Um, and and so the, I'm out here sharing the story and I'm also accumulating knowledge. The first thing that I'm going to do that I did was like, okay, is a 90% extension of life even a big deal? Like it sounds like a big deal, but is it? And it turns out it is. It turns out it's a huge deal. The next best way to live longer is calorie restriction, where if you reduce your calorie consumption by 30%, you can extend your life by 30%. I call that the starve yourself one third to death diet. Nobody <laughs> really likes to sign up for That's that diet. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it needs a new marketing spin. Maybe get some improv artists working on, on, on marketing for that. But, but think about that. You reduce your calorie consumption for the opportunity to live 30% longer, this peer-reviewed published research shows a 90% extension of life by adding really what is this molecule ESS60 dissolved in olive oil. So I'm figuring out all these things. I'm, I'm reading book books. Longevity is a new thing to me. And I've just always felt that anytime you're accumulating knowledge that you know people who are right around me don't have, I've got to find a way to share it. And I, and I think there's really two reasons to do that. Um, the first reason is just good karma, right? When you share mm -hmm. great information with other people, that's good karma. And the other is, I think it's it's like when I'm on this podcast with you today and I'm sharing this story, I'm really cementing that information in my own mind. As you teach is when you really cement the learning that you do have. And so it's really important for me to learn. Now, I'll tell a little bit of story. You know, if if seven years ago you had said, hey, Chris, you're going to be in, you're going to have a health supplement on the market and you're going to be on well on the way to being a longevity expert and you're going to actually have a longevity book out there. I would have said, Aaron, no, that's that's not, mm -hmm. I don't see how I'm going to get from here, a happy-go-lucky carbon nanomaterial scientist to over there where there's a health supplement on the market and I'm writing a book about longevity. But I end up writing this book and and I knew kind of going into pandemic, right around pandemic, that I wanted to write a book, right? That I had accumulated enough information that I needed to share that information. And I didn't, I'm, I don't fancy myself a writer. Uh, you know, I, I, I have my hand a little bit in blogs that go on our websites and, and a little bit of the marketing material, but I'm not writing it from start to finish. And so in my mind, I need to find a co-author. So there's a book um, by Dr. David Sinclair called Lifespan amazing book. The, the tagline is 
why we age and why we don't have to, which is just an amazing tagline. And and so I reached out to his co-author. That's Matt LaPlante. Um, and he was too busy, right? I'm not even sure I could have afforded him, but he was too busy. And then one day I end up on a phone call. Um, is, I'm, I'm on a call with Dr. Jerome Corsi. I don't know who he is at the time. He's taking our product, loves our product. He's seen some of my videos. And, you know, you know, you ever have those conversations like, I don't know, it's a great conversation. I'm enjoying it, but I don't know like where this is going to lead. Is this going to be a friendship? Is this going to be business? Is just going to be a wonderful conversation that ends? Um, and so I ended up Googling him while we were still on the phone. And it turns out he's a two-time New York Times number one bestseller, right? Mm. So to get to the New York Times bestseller list is, is a monumental Past, right? This is extremely challenging. To get to number one is asymptotically harder, like exponentially mm -hmm. harder than just getting on the list. And he's done that twice. And so in my kind of little mind, I was like, oh, we're on the phone because he's going to write my book. <laughs> and literally in my head, and we spoke about it and it worked for him. He was interested in, in what he's doing and what I'm doing. So we ended up writing the book together. And in my head, he was going to interview me, maybe see a couple videos, and then he was going to go off and write the book. And then I was going to get the book and I was going to read it and say, this is a great book, publish it. And in our very first meeting, he goes, all right, Chris, well, what I need you to do is write down all your stories. And I was like, I guess I'm writing a book. And so I ended up writing down all my stories, right? Um, and they're all in it. The book's called Live Longer and Better. Your journey to living longer and better has never been more achievable than today. And and so I ended up writing it. He fixed the prose. His his ability to write prose is significantly, not surprisingly, uh, better than mine. And um, but he did give me a great compliment, which he liked my writing style. So he didn't really change the the flow of the of what was written very much. He, he actually just changed the prose behind it. Um, and so I'm really proud to have this book out there. It's on Amazon, um, and we'll give you links later to buy it. And I'm I'm even more proud. Um, I'll go equally proud. I've, I've added a component, a charity component to it. So you can buy the book on Amazon. It's like 20 buck, bucks. You can buy the book on the link that we'll give you of our website. Also 20 bucks. If you want a signed copy of it, it's an additional $10. If you want both Jerome and I to sign it, it's an additional $15. 100% of those fees, right? So the $10 or the $15 goes to a charity called, well, it's OUR, O-U-R, Operation Underground Railroad. You may remember there was a movie recently called The Sound of Freedom, mm -hmm. which is about child sex trafficking yeah. and this horrible, horrible thing. Um, and Operation Underground, I, I actually happened to see the guy as a speaker at an event I was mm -hmm. at, kind of moved me, saw the yeah. movie. And I'm like, this is where I would like this money to go. Um, so it's Operation Underground Railroad. And all of the of the you know signature fees go directly to Operation Underground Railroad. So that's kind of the long and short of the book. There's some interesting stories. I fell asleep driving once. Nobody was <laughs> injured, including myself. Um, that's a that's a terrifying story, actually, to kind of share. We had an explosion at our manufacturing facility once. Like that's a, you know, a life lesson there. Um, there's a, a lot of value in um, and how do you start a business? So if, if I came to you today and I said, hey, uh, I've got this molecule and scientists are going to like it. Do you have any ideas on how I would sell it? You would go, well, make a website and then scientists can find it. Right. Well, this is back in 1991. 
there were no websites, right? The internet did not yet exist. In fact, I think it was created in 1991. Crazy um, to think about. Some of us are right? pre-internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we had to, We I found a book called Guerrilla Marketing and followed those tactics. We went to different conferences. I, I tell the story of being at a conference and having like one Nobel laureate yelling at a highly respected researcher because they dis disagreed on the research, which is not like what you think is going to happen at a scientific symposium, but is exactly what should happen at a scientific symposium. So there's a lot of really kind of good stuff in there. That's fun. Yeah. And so it, it brings a lot of your own voice into it. It's what I hear you saying. It's not just like some health book. It's it, there's a lot more to it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's that story, right? This ESS 60 story and some of how that continues. And then also me sharing what I'm learning in the longevity space mm -hmm. from from experts like who who interestingly, I got to interview a number of them for the longevity summit. Yeah. And, you know, before we get into the topic of longevity, which I definitely want to address, this is a really great place to pause and thank our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Trumeta. Trumeta is a premium supplement company based out of California that strives to make self-care easy. One of their great products that I have been enjoying is mushroom coffee. It is a must for your morning routine. I promise it tastes delicious. It does not have a mushroom aftertaste, but it has the benefits that these wonderful mushrooms bring. Let me tell you about this organic premium coffee blend and the mushrooms that are involved here. Lion's Mane Mushroom supports productivity. And so, you know, we all want to get that from our coffee, but depending on the quality of your coffee, you're really not going to be getting that. And so Lion's Mane can be so helpful. Reishi mushroom helps with immune support. Cordyceps boosts energy. And what I really like about this whole blend is yes, it has caffeine, but I really believe that the blend of these mushrooms included with the coffee helps to make me feel energetic and focused in a way that plain normal coffee just doesn't do it. I get no jitters. I just feel really good and calm and focused. And for me, that's huge. I have a lot of things that I'm doing at all times and I'm switching roles all the time from homeschool mom to wife, to podcaster, to writer, to coach, to all of the things. And I love the way this mushroom coffee makes me feel. You can start your day healthier with Trumetta Mushroom Coffee and see for yourself how it helps you focus so you can get stuff done. You will feel an uptake in productivity every time you drink it. Trumetta offers their best deal to date only to my show listeners. You'll get a free electric mixer and 40% off the coffee plus free shipping in the U.S. So go right now to trumetta.com spark to fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. That's T-R-U-M-E-T-A dot com slash spark. Okay, Chris, let's talk about this word longevity. I know it gets thrown around a lot, but for listeners, they might want to know when you're talking about longevity, what are you referring to? Yeah. So in my case, uh, longevity, I think I'm talking about what people uh, think, but in a different way, right? So that, that sounds very circuitous. Um, I'm not sure that's the right word. It sounds very circular. What I'm saying is, yeah, it's about living longer, but we're also talking about it from the context. Well, let, let me share this. So when I share that the test subjects lived 90% longer, the ones that took our, our ESS-60 molecule in olive oil lived 90% longer, I typically get two responses, right? 
One of them is if they're from New York, they're like, why would we want rats to live longer? This is horrible research. You're an evil person. Chris, you and your research should all die, 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 right? That's the New Yorkers. The A lot of other people are just like what you asked. It's like, why would I want to live longer? And it took me a while to wrap my head around it. And what I come, came to realize is we, we currently can't separate living older from living infirmed or in a debilitated state, right? Our mind, and I've got a really good example of that from the summit, which is kind of a little mind numbing, but our mind can't separate the two. So if when you're asking somebody, do they want to live longer? They're, what they're hearing is in a debilitated state, right? Where you maybe don't have the same mental capacity or that you don't have the same physical capacity. How much longer would you like to live? And a lot of people, I think it's very clear. was like, man, not that long. Like I want to make sure my affairs are taken, but I don't want to be a burden to the ones who love me and, and take care of me kind of going down the road. So what we're really talking about in this book and what we're really talking about in this longevity summit is this quantum shift in thinking about living longer. If I said, Aaron, if you have the same mental capacity that you have today and you have the same physical capacity that you had today, have today, would you then be interested in living longer? And we can, we can ask that question. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Right. Cause th there's more to do here, by the way, not everyone says yes to that question. And you know, that's okay. I think people maybe need to change what they're doing on a daily basis. Right. Cause if you're not getting enough joy to want to stay around and do that thing mm -hmm. for another 20 years, then change what you're doing. And, and that exactly. actually goes to mindset, yeah. which was a Right. That, yeah. that goes to mindset, which is a huge um, thing. And I think, you know, the overall concept of sparking wholeness, right? Wholeness mm -hmm. is about I'm um, getting joy out of what you're doing. And if you're like, be whole, don't just be a job or a mom or a wife or husband or whatever. Be something whole that where you find wholeness. I think that's, I think that's probably the concept you're going after, right? Yeah. And living on purpose with a purpose. Yeah. And, and, and some, yeah. and it takes a while for people to find that. So to your point, I think a lot of times people get to that and they're like, wait a minute, now time is passing too quickly. And then I've got health issues and then I've got, you know, my mind is not quite as clear as it used to be. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm tracking with you. I think that that's super important. Yeah. So, so now, here's what's interesting. Here's how bad, and I would say dire this situation is, right? Of not being able to extricate living infirmed and debilitated from, from getting older. I interviewed, so for this longevity summit, Uncovering the Secrets of Longevity, Live Beyond the Norms. Um, it's free. It's from March, excuse me, from February 26th to March 3rd. So February 26th to March 3rd. Uh, you just need to give your name and email. We'll have a link in the show notes uh, by the time this goes up. Um, I interviewed 55 experts in longevity. Like these are the cutting edge people who are like thinking about longevity and you would hope thinking about separating, right? Living debilitated from living longer. And I asked them a, a number of questions. One of the questions I asked or two of the questions was how long do you want to live and how long can humans live? Right. And so what was amazing is only three people gave the same number for those two questions. And think about that. If you believe that you can live well, right, into your 120s, let's just say they they believe that humans can live to 120. We've got Jean Clement who lived to 122. If you believe you can live to 120, 
and you can and you believe that you can live healthy to 120, why isn't that your target? And the reality is, even for these longevity experts, they still don't believe that they can live to 120 or whatever the mm. maximum age of humans is in a healthy state. And so well, there's still a lot of work to do, but we are absolutely in this quantum shift about how how we can live longer and how well we can live longer. Yeah, I love that. I think that that's important. And I think it goes back to that whole idea of a lot of people, they finally have the wisdom and the life experience to go, oh, I've, I've got, I've got plans. I've got goals, but then we've got a lot of things working against us health-wise and brain-wise. I mean, I think about the increase in dementia, Alzheimer's, the increase in just about every chronic disease that impacts our ability to function the way we want to function. And so, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about who, who did you interview? What kind of topics do you guys cover? That kind of thing. Yeah. So remember I said, if, if, if seven years ago you had said, I'm going to be in this longevity space and I have a health supplement, I was said, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, if seven months ago you had said, Hey, Chris, you're going to do a longevity summit. You're going to interview 55 experts in longevity. Three of those experts are going to be kind of the biggest people in longevity and biohacking. So just to kind of enumerate that, uh, Dave Asprey is the father of biohacking. And, and a lot of people, you know, in the longevity space absolutely know him. But some people who may not be in the longevity space per se would recognize Bulletproof Coffee, right? So he created the Bulletproof Coffee brand. I've, I've been to cafes that actually have that coffee. So that coffee recipe. So so he's huge. Um, the next is Ben Greenfield. Again, significantly less known outside of longevity and biohacking circles, but an unbelievable wealth of information. I think he's written 14 books. Um, his book, Boundless, is just this thick yeah. dossier <laughs> on every, It's just amazing. His right? brain read, is an encyclopedia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I In fact, as I was introducing him, I said, what would you do with somebody who has an encyclopedic recall? Like his recall of all this information is just instant. Mm -hmm. He even pulled the name of a guy I had interviewed recently and I couldn't remember his name and he remembered him. He's a guy who does uh, hyperbaric chambers. He was like, oh, Jason Saunders. I was like, that's right. That's his mm -hmm. name. <laughs> now I know it. Um, so he's amazing. And then Dr. Uh, Dr. Stephen Gundry. Dr. Stephen Gundry is a former pediatric thoracic heart surgeon, which is the kind of career you never leave, right? And it, frankly, it's because it's just too lucrative. Like you get used to that particular lifestyle of a pediatric, pediatric the, uh, thoracic heart surgeon. And why would you leave? Except he did because he realized he could deliver more value to more people. These are amazing people mm -hmm. in this longevity and biohacking space. So if you had said, Chris, you're going to interview 55 people, including those three, I would have said, Aaron, I'm really more of a person who likes to set himself up for success, not <laughs> failure. I don't know how I would do that, right? I have yeah. cursory relationships at best with some of these, and I definitely don't know 55 total longevity experts. Um, but here I am on the other side of it, and I couldn't be happier to be sharing all of the information. It's, it's again, free. It's from February 26th to March 3rd. Um, and we'll have the link uh, in, in the show notes, but yeah, it, it was an amazing opportunity for me. Yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely, I, I'm familiar with all of those names and all of their work. And so they've been in this space for a while and they have the research to prove it. And, and they are also 
practicing what they preach as well, which I think is important. What were some surprises that came out of the summit for you? Was there anything that that surprised you? Yeah, well, one of them I mentioned, right? The fact that it was only three who gave the same, uh, you know, lifespan for themselves and humans in general. Um, so that was a little bit surprising. I think one of the most I was looking for, um, you know, end all be all. Like, so what is one thing that you can do to significantly enhance mm -hmm. uh, your, your lifespan? And and ultimately, it did come back to the classics, right? Sleep, exercise, nutrition, mm -hmm. um, mindset. And I'll talk about that here in a second. Um, and then socialization is is kind of coming mm -hmm. up in terms of there's there's a lot of good documentation on, you know, your social network is really important for your longevity. Um, so one of the surprises, at least for me, so I didn't really find one thing that was a big positive, but I did find one thing that was like a big red flag. I, ironically, it's a red flag. So mm -hmm. I interviewed two stem cell researchers uh, and they approach it from very different perspectives. One, uh, Christian Drapeau, he actually is focused on giving you a supplement that allows your body to release stem cells, its own stem cells. And stem cells are the cells that heal and replace. We all know skin sloughs off, right? So we're very familiar with skin. Well, all of your cells in your body get replaced over some period of time. Different cells uh, get replaced at a different rate. What replaces them is actually stem cells. And those are cells that can become any cell in your body. And then they become that particular cell, cell in this case, maybe a skin cell. So his is kind of releasing them naturally from your own body. And then um, uh, Dr. Joy, her focus was, you know, exogenous stem cells. So get the cells out of you, kind of process them, grow them, and then inject them back into you. Um, and both like experts, both amazing interviews. And one of the things that came out of it is stem cells come from a red marrow in our bones, right? So I said red flag, red marrow. Mm -hmm. They come from red marrow in our bone and red marrow shrinks as we age to the point that Jean Clement, it was kind of noted that her ce every cell in her body was coming from one stem cell line only. And so if stem cells, the repair mechanisms of our body, come from red marrow and red marrow shrinks to the point that it no longer provides stem cells, that's a red flag. Like that's yeah. a problem for longevity. Now, I think there are solutions and it and and there may be other solutions that come down the road. I'm not even that concerned about it, you know, if you think about how quickly medical information is accumulating. But already, you know, Dr. Joy, she injects stem cells. So you could actually maybe go for some sort of dialysis process that gets stem cells back into your body. And so you might need to do this on a regular basis. But, you know, that's a that's just one of the things that really stood out for me. And, and I mentioned medical information. I'm just going to blow you away here. In 1950, medical information doubled every 50 years. Hmm. Today, medical information doubles every 73 days. Oh, I believe that. That's interesting. Right? Wow. And think about this. That doesn't even account because that's a recent number. AI is so recent. That doesn't count AI. Right. And ironically, I used AI to do a calculation. In 10 years, medical information should be at the same kind of asymptotic slope. It should be uh, doubling every 15 minutes. Gosh, so crazy. if you think these things are possible, right? And, and I'll give you one example where I think they are. We could take any skin cell, one of your 
hair cells, a liver cell, whatever cell we want from you. And we can make a baby Aaron. We can clone you. <laughs> we can make a baby Aaron from any cell in your body. <laughs> the information is there. We just got to figure out how to manipulate it and roll things back. And I think that we're going to be able to do that. And, and that brings us to like rapidly approaching the um, terminal velocity of longevity. And what that means is every day we live, the medical community figures out how to extend our life by one day plus something. And what that means is at some point, there will be a last person to die of natural causes. Hmm. And my goal is to not be that last person. And I wrote this book and did this longevity summit to encourage really two things. One, we need to be as a, as a, as an investment community, we need to be investing in aging solutions, right? If you think about the diseases of aging, arthritis, Alzheimer's, cancer, cardiovascular disease. We invest in each one of those. And you think, oh, great, if we could solve cancer, then we would dramatically extend the lives of humans. But the reality is, if you let's just wave a magic wand, cure cancer, it would only extend life by five to seven years because the next disease of age is going to step in and take right. its place. Yeah. Whereas if we're investing in aging, like anti-aging technologies fixes all of those. And that's one of the big purposes of Dr. David Sinclair's book, Lifespan. Uh, I know Mark Hyman is mentioning his book. I'm currently reading his current book. Um, it's one of the reasons I wrote the book and in, in doing this longevity summit, which is we've got to change how we think about aging. And then we also need to, in terms of investing, and then we also need to just change our mindset. How do we make sure we get across that finish line and we're on the right side of the line when we when we hit that terminal velocity of aging? And I'm I'm excited. I think that's coming a lot quicker with with medical information doubling every 73 days, like so four times a year. It's doubling, right? Then this is a lot is coming a lot sooner than than people can even fathom. Yeah, I mean it does make me wonder we do have people People live longer than they used to, but I would maybe argue they're aging earlier or sooner, right? Would you say that? I mean, I think about these chronic diseases, the things that people are struggling with. A lot of times we're seeing things now in childhood that previously was old age disorders and, and diseases. And so I don't know. I think it's like, is the aging process happening more rapidly? Is that what we're wanting to get ahead of and trying to figure out how to hack into that system? Yeah, I think if you if you go back and look at the data, typical lifespan has increased every year until like the three years uh, prior to COVID. So it wasn't COVID, right? COVID did mm -hmm. actually have an impact on, on estimated longevity. Uh, but three years before COVID, we had kind of the first declines ever mm -hmm. in, in longevity, in lifespan, a predicted lifespan. And I think that is... Obesity is a huge mm -hmm. part of that. If you look at what percentage of the population, you know, here in the United States, we talked a lot on this longevity summit about the sad diet, right? The mm -hmm. standard American diet, which is very sad. Um, mm -hmm. So obesity is one of them. You know, if you, I asked every expert two to three tips for longevity and kind of broke them down into categories. 33% mentioned sleep. 
we're you know not good with sleep, especially with yeah. these devices in our hands right before we go to bed. Um, 52% mentioned exercise. And I really think we need to break um, exercise into two components. One is actual exercise and one is just movement because we're well, just I'm not even moving yeah. enough, yeah. right? Like just mm -hmm. move, please. Mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. I can come back to that because there's a, a, a beautiful soapbox there. Um, diet, yeah, the standard American diet. I believe every diet works for some period of time, mostly because it gets you off of the sad diet. It yeah. gets you off of the processed foods, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going carnivore, if you're going vegan, if you're focused on keto, whatever it is you're focusing on, you're actually not focusing on McDonald's and Burger King. Those are not <laughs> included in mm -hmm. any diet. It's and then really you start hard rolling to eat those on any of those therapeutic <laughs> programs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you end up rolling back to that sad diet. Of course, every diet fails. It's like, it's, you haven't made a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. You've just stopped eating processed food for a period of time. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if you just did that, like screw the diet, the diet doesn't even matter. Stop eating the sad, the sad diet. So that's, that's diet. And then mindset. And I thought it was really interesting 33% of the experts mentioned sleep and 46% mentioned mindset. And my mm. first reaction to this is like, we all know, well, if you go read the book by Dr. Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep, an amazing book about sleep. It'll scare, yeah, it'll Have scare it right you there, to actually. death. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it, yeah. It, it will scare you to death. It yeah. will scare you to sleep. Like go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um we all know that sleep is good for our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. I think maybe we underestimate how good it is for our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. And I was thinking maybe the experts kind of misinterpreted it and put sleep at 33% and mindset at 46%. But then Dr. Gundry told this story, and I thought I thought this kind of really cemented in, in place how important mindset is. So he was telling this story. This is, this is actually on the, uh, on the summit. By the way, Dr. Gundry sees six patients six days a week, mm. right? He's still like hammering patients. And he says 100% of the patients that he sees, right? So they have some sort of condition that they're trying to address. 100% uh, of them have wheat antibodies in their system, mm. which means pieces of wheat that are not supposed to get through your gut barrier have gotten through your gut barrier. And your body has said, Ooh, that's not good. Let me create an antibody for it, mm -hmm. right? So 100% of his patients have leaky gut. So whatever your problem is, fix your leaky gut first. Like that's it. His new book is called Gut Check. But he has this guy comes to him. He says he's real high in social media. If it were Mark Zuckerberg, that would be really cool. But <laughs> I, I don't know. We, we can pretend it is. And he's having some achings and like fibromyalgia. That, that's my word, not Dr. Gundry's. Like he had, he was just hurting. And Dr. Gundry did the standard, you know, tests. Hey, you're sensitive to wheat. You're sensitive to eggs. You need to give these up. And the guy was like, um, yeah, wheat, no problem. But I can't give up eggs. I have an omelet every day for breakfast. And Dr. Gundry was like, well, you're the one who's hurting. You're, you're actually right. You don't have to give up eggs. But if you want to stop hurting, you need to give up eggs. So a number of months go by. The guy comes back and says, okay, I'm feeling so much better. Like everything's good. All my baselines are good. I'm not showing sensitivities or antibodies to a lot of these things. Can I have eggs? Can we retest for eggs? They retest. Dr. Gendry says, okay, you can have, you can have an egg white omelet. Four days later, the guy calls Dr. Gundry and goes, uh, man, I'm really hurting. I'm hurting again. 
Dr. Gundry and his voice is like, what did you do? And he's like, well, two days ago, I had an egg white omelet for breakfast, and then I had one for lunch, and then I had another one for dinner. And then the next day, I had one for breakfast, and then I had another one for lunch, and then I had another one for dinner. Trying to make up, apparently, for all the omelets <laughs> that he hadn't had. And he's like, you know, well, you have your answer. Like, you can have egg white omelets. You just can't have them all the time. And I think I like to share that story Um well, one, it's about mindset, right? If you don't have the, if he doesn't have the mindset to heal himself, mm -hmm. give up eggs potentially forever, but it turns out not forever, then your mindset is everything. If you don't have the mindset to change your sleep, you're not going to get healthier. Yeah. If you don't have the mindset to change your exercise or movement, you're not going to get healthier. If you're not going to change, you don't have the mindset for diet, you're not going to get healthier. So mindset, I think actually they got it wrong. Mindset even needs to be higher than, than it was listed. Um, yeah. Yeah. because it, it drives everything else. Yeah, no, that's so true. And just these, and I think, but even from a mental illness standpoint, something that I, I talk to people about a lot is like, there's so many labels out there that can be very mm -hmm. limiting. Like, I mean, I was told that many, many years ago, well, this is what you have. You're going to struggle for the rest of your life. I'm like, oh gosh. And I, I had a guest on about a year ago. So your diagnosis is not your prognosis. I thought that's what's happening for so many people and mental illness or chronic disease, whatever it is, it's like, this is my thing and I'm going to struggle. And it really limits the body's ability to heal. And I have been symptom free for a very long time. And I think part of that is because I'm like, no, I'm, I don't have to struggle with this. And I know what to do to make me feel better. And I know the things that are helpful. I know the things that are not. And yeah, I think that that's, that's huge is getting past that mindset barrier. I think that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. And there's coaching programs. And and I, I kind of knew that coming in. So I had um, a dear friend of mine, uh, Dr. Patrick Wanis is one of the speakers and he mm. addresses mindset and having a mindset for longevity. So uh, I'm excited that I have him on, you know, on the summit because he, he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, it sounds like a great group of people. So just to be clear, this will, I'll be able to put this in the show notes and it's February 26th to March 3rd. Is it how many things are being blasted out every day? Like, how's that going to work? Yeah. So typically is that we release seven or eight videos per day and they're just in a batch, right? So you don't have to schedule your time. Oh, I got to be available at one o'clock. No, you have access to those seven or eight videos. Um, and, uh, you, you can easily imagine it's over seven days. So you can even imagine you might not be able to make a day. It's not expensive. It's about 99 bucks to get access to all of this 45 plus hours of longevity expertise, health expertise, mindset expertise. I even brought in a guy to kind of pontificate on what, okay, so if we can live a lot longer, what does that look from a societal perspective? Actually, it was my co-author, the co-author of my book. Mm -hmm. He's written so many books on economics and in politics. And so he's in a great position and he's 77 years old, still writing books and, and loves our product. And he, he's in a great position to kind of like, Hey, let's, I've written books about these kinds of things. What happens if humans live significantly longer? What happens if they live forever? What are, what are the things that we need to be thinking about? Uh, also had a gerontologist. This was fascinating. I would have never even thought to include him, but one of my guests was like, Oh, you got to in include Dr. Paul Nash. Um, so he's talking about like, what are the prejudices that we have against older people? 
And mm. what do we think older people are like? And what are they actually like? What are the sex lives of older people like? Mm-hmm. And what can they be like? Like, this was fascinating conversations about, you know, this, what's going to happen in this you know, longevity revolution. Yeah, I like that. Side note, this is probably some, this is where my brain goes, but it's probably something listeners don't want to know. I did hear from somebody recently that there's a high rate of STDs at nursing homes. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I heard that also. And, like, so and it that, is happening. <laughs> that yeah, fits in with Dr. Paul Nash's data. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, that's something I have never really dug into. So I, it sounds like you've, you're covering a wide range of topics, which is so great. So what is the website where people go to, you know, if they don't want to find the link in the show notes, where, where would people go for this? And, and how about finding your book? Where did they go for that? Well, I'll give the show, I'll give the note for, um, we'll, I, we'll make sure that we get it into the show notes because it's okay. more complicated, right? Gotcha. It's a little bit longer and whatever. If anybody's interested in trying the product, and I'll talk about mm. the book also, we actually made a uh, a URL for your audience. So they can okay. go to myvitalc.com forward slash sparking wholeness, right? And when they land there, they can find our product. We basically sell the ESS60 molecule, right? That, that molecule associated with a 90% extension of life. We sell it in three different oils, olive oil, avocado oil, and MCT oil. We recommend the olive oil for two reasons. First, we're a science-based organization and all the research is on ESS-60 in olive oil. Mm. The next is we can actually get more of this ESS-60 molecule to dissolve in olive oil than we can get in avocado oil or MCT oil. Mm. So so that's what you probably want to try. I mean, feel free to try the others. I actually put MCT in my coffee every day and put avocado on my salad every day. Um, but a staple is absolutely the olive oil for me and and most of our customers. The next thing is you get a 25% discount. If you go on subscription, take advantage of that discount. You can cancel at any time. In fact, our customer service department has 850 plus five-star reviews. They are not trained to talk you out of canceling your subscription. Just take advantage of that discount. Um, in the links, so not on that page, but in the links, you can find a link to the book. The book is 20 bucks, or you could get it on Amazon. Um, the, you can get it on Amazon, but you can't get the the charity aspect on Amazon. If you want a signed copy of the book, um, purchase it from the website. Again, myvitalc.com forward slash sparking wholeness, uh, and then click into the links. You'll find the book. Uh, purchase a copy, a signed copy, uh, 100% of the signature fee. So $10 for one signature, 15 for two goes to Operation Underground Railroad. Awesome. I'm marking that down so I can make sure to share that in show notes as well. So thank you. This was such a great conversation. I'm looking forward to the summit and um, the book. I'm looking forward to digging more into that. And so, yeah, I'm just thankful that you were able to get back on the show. So thanks for doing this. Thank you, Aaron, for having me. This was, this was awesome. The tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.